Welcome to Book Bistro, where book enthusiasts come to chat about the books they love in a warm and supportive environment. It's Tuesday, April 20th, 2021. This is Shannon, and I am here with a bunch of the book beastresses today. We have Kristen, Brooke, Stacy, Melissa, and Natalia. And we are looking ahead to books coming out in May. So we have each chosen a few, and as always, we will tell you about them. Um, I'm going to do the housekeeping information, and then Brooke will start us off, followed by Kristen, Stacy, Melissa, me, and lastly, of course, Natalia. You can find us on Twitter and on Facebook by searching Book Bistro Podcast. You can always post just on the Book Bistro timeline. Some of you have done that. I'm always so happy to see when you've published posts there. You can join our Facebook listener group where you can chat with us as well as with other podcast listeners. You can keep an eye on some of what we're reading. We usually update you each Wednesday with a look at our current reads. If you'd like to get a hold of us and social media is not really your thing, you can email us. That address is thebookbistropodcast at gmail.com. So the first book that I'm going to talk about tonight is Find You First by Linwood Barkley. So this is about a tech giant uh, millionaire named Miles Cookson. And he has found out that he has a terminal illness that um, has a 50-50 chance of being passed on to his offspring. Well, 20 Ooh. years prior, um, he was a sperm donor and he has... Ooh nine offspring that he has never (gasps) met so he sets off to find his offspring because he wants to let them know about this um illness that he has as well he wants to be able to give his money to his offspring to his heirs so he's looking for his heirs and we meet chloe and chloe is a film documentary um, maker and she has learned from her mother that she, her father is a sperm do- from a sperm donor and that it was um, that the sperm donor clinic was located in New York. Well, somehow her and Miles get connected and they begin looking for the other heirs. And it's kind of a rush because the heirs are beginning to be found dead. So somebody is murdering the oh, heirs no. of Miles. And they don't know if it's maybe one of the other heirs that wants all the money or could there be something more sinister happening? So this is Find You First by Linwood Berkeley. So this book comes out on May 4th. And I will say his books are so good. Yes, they are. So my first book tonight is called Summer on the Bluffs and it is called it's Oak Bluffs number one by Sunny Hostin H-O-S-T-I-N so 
I, I thought for a minute it was saying Austin, but it's not. <laughs> um, so this is a book. It looks very interesting. It takes place along the beaches of Martha's Vineyard. Um, but this is a little town, I guess, called Oak Bluffs. And it is made up of... Um, kind of like high society um, black people. Um, and that's what the synopsis says. So it's um, every summer, it's, it's pretty much that everybody who's anybody in high society um, kind of gathers here to get away from, you know, the the rigmarole of everyday life. Um, some do it to get away from business. Other people don't really know how to take a break from business. So they just get together to talk about business, but either way, everybody's here. And there's one lady, um, she has, they, I guess they call her grandmother. She's um, African-American and Latino. Um, so she's mixed and she has three goddaughters and she has decided that she is going to move to the south of France to reunite with a childhood sweetheart. And she wants to give her summer cottage to one of her goddaughters. And so she's invited all three of them to come spend the summer with her and she will choose which one is going to get the house. But every, each one of these girls is, has a secret that she is scared that will lose the approval of her grandmother and lose her the house. We don't know what these secrets are. I don't know if it's the same secret for all three girls or if it's a different secret for each one, but that's what I guess we will find out. And it will come down to, I think this focuses on one goddaughter in particular, even though we see all three of them and the grandmother, I believe, um, because one is mentioned in the synopsis, but I don't want to attempt to say her name and say it wrong. So um, anyway, this is Summer on the Bluffs, Oak Bluff number one by Sunny Hostin. And it comes out on May 4th. And it looks really, really good. I think most of us can agree that 2020 was craptastic in many ways. And one of the, indeed, (laughs) and one of the really bright spots for me of 2020, one of these bright and shining, perfectly happy moments was reading Beach Read by Emily Henry. And that book just sort of filled up my heart with happiness. And so I've been waiting so excitedly for her second book and now we get it in may and that is the people we meet on vacation which comes out on may 11th we are introduced to poppy and alex and poppy and alex have been best friends since college when they inadvertently did some sort of ride share car share thing to get home to their same small town And their friendship is a little baffling because Poppy is 
you know, considered to be sort of like the free spirited one with the wanderlust and who, you know, just likes to travel and do all these things. And Alex is the one who's happiest in his khaki pants at home in his small town with his book. But somehow the two of them together, they work. And every year for the past 10 years, Poppy and Alex have gone on vacation every summer. And it's always magical. Until it wasn't. Two years ago, something happened on their yearly trip that has caused them not to speak to each other now for two years. Aww. Two years, that's your best friend, right? That's terrible. So now Poppy's going along in New York City living her life, and she has everything that she feels she wants. Except for when someone asks her, when was the last time you were happy? She realizes the last time she can say that she was perfectly happy was during her last vacation with Alex. And so she reaches out to him, and he is also open to trying one more vacation together. So Poppy has a week to fix everything that went wrong during their last vacation, and that includes having some conversations about some hard topics. And I can't wait to read this book. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Again, it is People We Meet on Vacation by Emily Henry, and it comes out on May 11th. Yay. This sounds pretty good. Oh, yay. And I would classify her books as sort of like more women's fiction. Um, but certainly, well, at least Beach Read, I would say, was more women's fiction with romantic elements. Um, but I, I really love the way that she writes. And I can't wait to read this. My first book is... That Summer by Jennifer Weiner. Yay! And it comes out on May 11th. It tells the story of Daisy. Daisy Shoemaker. Um, she has this cooking business. She's volunteering. She has kids. She has a husband. So she's a very busy lady. And yet, she can't sleep at night. I understand that because I'm an insomniac too. Um, but she's worrying about things as well because she keeps getting these emails for someone that's not her and she doesn't understand it. And this lady is single and running a business and having all these meetings and she doesn't have the same lifestyle that Daisy does. Even her husband is distant. So she's trying to figure out what is going on and why do we have this email coming to me? Then she meets her. Her name is Diane, Diana Starling. I believe, yes, that's correct. Diana Starling. And they connect and they become friends. Yet we discover that there's a secret why they are so familiar and why they have become best buddies. And I won't tell you because because we'll spoil know. it. <laughs> yes, and we'll spoil it. And we don't want to spoil it. So no, we that, don't. I think I would be murdered if I spoiled it. <laughs> that is That Summer by Jennifer Weiner, and it comes out on May 11th. 
I really like Jennifer Weiner. I do too. I liked her since Good in Bed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, her last... my book was very interestingly shocking. Like all her books I read, they're so different from each other. <laughs> and we have, yeah, like last one, there's like murder. And I'm like, wow, look at this. So how about some historical fiction? 1912, anyone? Ah. So my first pick tonight is the latest novel from Stacy Lee. This is Luck of the Titanic. I fought Mika for this one and won. Go me. Of course, <laughs> I guess I would win since I'm the one who makes the assignments. But no, I was going to say that wasn't really a fair fight. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I am the leader. Therefore, it so is mine. It is, <laughs> it is mine. It's very unfair. <laughs> and this is a really interesting historical novel because it looks at that maiden voyage of the titanic but shows us the perspective of a chinese american girl who is on board and her name is val and val is a circus acrobat And she has smuggled her way aboard the Titanic because she is desperate to be reunited with her twin brother, Jamie. And we don't really know from the synopsis what has separated them, but they have been apart now for two years. And Val really wants to be near him again. And she has a plan. She believes that she can convince this man who owns a very profitable circus to hire the two of them as acrobats. So somehow, um, through machinations that I guess I won't understand until I read the book, she manages to talk her way into like first class accommodations aboard the Titanic. And her brother is in sort of the like third class, almost like steerage kind of place. And so they don't see each other as often as Val is hoping that they would. And then, of course, we all know what happens to the Titanic, and it is not a nice thing. So now all these people aboard the ship are fighting for survival. And so I guess the question is, what happens to Jamie and Val? And if we want to know, we will have to pick this up. I love pretty much everything I've read by Stacy Lee. Um, she just has this very unique writing voice that just moves you back in time, whether it's a period of time that you've read a lot about or not. Um, and I really like the way she looks for sort of the, the little known facets of any stories. Like I knew obviously that like not everyone aboard the Titanic was white and rich, but I didn't necessarily think about who you know who they were like were there african-american people were there um like asian people or hispanic people and so i really like this glimpse into that piece of history and i really like circuses so this makes me very happy this is luck of the titanic by stacy lee and it comes out on may 4th that sounds really good I must have skipped right over that when I was looking at yes. books for this month because that sounds like a lot of things that I would love to read. You're very glad I skipped over this. Yes, <laughs> except it's young adult. Well, oh shoot, I missed I didn't hear that. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I'll still have to read it anyway. 
because I'm thinking about this book that's coming out on May 25th that I'm super excited about. And I believe it is the second novel by this author named Colleen Oakley. No, it's like the one, two, three, fourth or fifth. Oh, really? Well, it's the second novel I have read or I will read by this author because I've only read one novel. So for me, this is my second novel. But yeah, she's got like six books out or something. So this is The Invisible Husband of Frick Island. And this is Frick Island, not Freak Island. So do not be mistaken. But you'll think it's Freak Island when you hear what this is about. <laughs> so, so this is about Piper Parish, And she lives on a island called Frick Island, which is a tiny, tiny island in the middle of Chesapeake Bay. And you know, all these books, I wonder how many islands are in Chesapeake Bay? <laughs> many. <laughs> yeah. Well, her life in this island is perfect, except for one thing. Her darling husband, Tom, well, he's dead. <laughs> oh. So when his crab boat capsizes and his body's never recovered, Piper was rocked to the core. And how does she cope with it? With his death? She carries on as if he's still alive. But not only like he's still alive, but right next to her. You know, she cooks oh. him breakfast. She walks with him to the docks each morning. She meets him for their standard Friday night dinners at the one-eyed but he's crab. Not there. But he's not actually there. And what are the freak town people to do? I'm sorry, did I say that? I it's freak town. What are they gonna do but go along with her, right? Because uh, yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> that's what small towns do. They stick together, I guess. <laughs> um so I was born meanwhile, in a small town, so I'm laughing because I'm like, most of the people in my small town would think she's a little kooky off her rocker, <laughs> right? Off her rocker, yeah. <laughs> well, meanwhile, you've got a journalist, Anders Caldwell, and his career is not going well. Mm-hmm. Um, he you wanted just to pretend be a- it is, yeah. right? Maybe that'll do. <laughs> Well, you know, he wishes that he was a national award-winning podcaster. Like, we will one day be. You can scratch that. It's fine. (laughs) He wishes he were a national renowned podcaster, but he's not. And instead, he's writing fluff pieces for a small-town newspaper. But when he gets an assignment to travel to the remote Frick Island to write a piece about a fundraiser, he stumbles upon a much more interesting story an entire town pretending to (laughs) see and interact with a man who does not actually exist huh wow determined to make this his career making story that he's been needing forever he starts going to the island to research and spend more time with the enigmatic piper but he has no idea that out of all the lives he's about to upend, it's his that will change the most. So wow. I'm looking forward to see how. So this is yes. The Invisible Husband of Freak Island by Colleen Oakley. And I'm sorry, my friends, we will have to wait until the 25th of May for this gorgeous tale. So my next pick is yet another book that Mika did not win. So this <laughs> is... Shadowed Steel, Heirs 
of Chicago Land, book three by Chloe Neal, and it comes out on May 4th. Um, so in order to really understand this book, you need to read the original series, which is the Chicago Land Vampire series. And the first book in that series is Some Girls Bite. And so in the heirs to Chicago Land, we meet the children of the pe- of the vampires and the different people that you meet in the original series. So Elise, um, Elise, Elisa, sorry, Elisa is, um, she's very unique because she is the very first vampire to ever be born as opposed to be made. Um, and in the last book, so in book two, she was put into a situation where she had to turn a girl into a vampire or she would die. So she was friends with this girl and she knew that her friends, um, like their mutual friends would also have been really upset to lose this girl. So she decided to turn her into a vampire. Well, now in the third book, the like big, like, um, master vampire association or whatever you call it um, of North America they're very upset because you have to ask permission to be able to turn people into vampires you can't just do it um, but at, like in her situation it really should have kind of been given special consideration but with her being so like sensationalized because like she's the very first vampire to ever be born and also her parents are very big in the vampire world there's a lot of people that kind of want her to go down so this book looks really good I can't really tell you much more because I don't know much more but I'm really looking forward to what happens because she was really kind of put into a like a really tough spot and like i often wonder like if I was ever put in a similar spot like what would I have done so I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens so this is Shadowed Steel Heirs to Chicago or sorry Heirs of Chicago Land book three and it's by Chloe Neal and it comes out on May 4th which seems to be a day when a lot of really book good books are coming out my next book is called The Stepsisters by Susan Mallory. And it looks like it's a standalone um, because it does not have a series name on the Goodreads page. So this looks like a really interesting book that um, has quite the interesting twist. This book is about a girl named Daisy. And when she was a little girl, her dad married another lady and this lady had a daughter named sage and daisy was very excited to you know get a new older sister and she just thought that was going to be great and it didn't quite turn out that way so sage is apparently very beautiful she's popular and daisy isn't really that kind of person she's not the popular one she has the smarts but she's not 
you know, the beautiful popular one. And Sage uses her popularity and all of this to put Daisy down. And so it, you know, obviously creates kind of a sibling, sibling rivalry thing going on. So even after their parents' divorce, the rivalry continues until finally the final straw is broken when Daisy marries Sage's first love. And Sage leaves town and it just, they, they don't talk, they don't interact, anything like that anymore. They just don't want to have anything to do with each other. But something happens to their younger sister. I'm guessing their parents had another little girl. And so Cassidy is, you know, so they say belongs to both of them. She's both their sister. Um, and something happens to her. So Daisy and Sage, you know, drop everything to help their little sister because she is their blood. And in this turmoil, they start to, even though in the beginning they, you know, obviously are only doing this, they're coming together to help Cassidy. They don't want anything to do with each other. But as time goes on, they start to rebuild a friendship. And um, it, the synopsis makes it seem as if, you know, it all kinds of, kind of has a happily ever, in, ever after ending. So I'm interested to see kind of what goes on here. Um, I want to know what's going on with Cassidy because we don't really know anything other than something, um, something, ha- something happens to her and the two older sisters come together. But this looks really good. And the way the synopsis says, uh, Susan Mallory writes a love story of a different caliber. So obviously it's not a romance, but looks very good all the same. So this is The Stepsisters by Susan Mallory, and it comes out on May 25th. I love sister books. I like Susan Mallory's um, kind of women's fiction titles. I've read a few of those and I like the way that she does female friendships. So um, I'm, this looks good. I'll have to try it. Yeah. So I'm kind of late to the Kristen Lauren, Christina Lauren party. Um, I've only read one Christina Lauren book. So um, I'm no expert by any means, but the book I read again was one of those right at the beginning of 2021 we were having a snowstorm and I read the unhoneymooners and like it made my whole life a little bit better. And so I saw this new book and I knew I had to read it because it is called the soulmate equation. And I'm super excited. So this again is the soulmate equation It is by Christina Lauren and it comes out on May 18th. This book is about Jess and Jess is a single mom. She's kind of kick-ass when it comes to like data and statistics. That's like her jam. But when it comes to like dating, she's like hell to the no. I'm just not doing this ever again because she's been hurt one too many times. Her dad was just never there. He was never in the picture. Her mother left when she was six, uh, leaving just to be raised by her grandparents. And um, when the father of her daughter, Juno, found out that she was pregnant, he peaced out and said it just wasn't for him to be a father. So, you know, with support from her grandparents 
Jess is raising her daughter Juno and she's scrimping and saving and just feels like all she does is work and stress. But no more dating for her. No, thank you. That is until there is this new company that's getting a ton of buzz called Genetic Ally. And you are able to find your soulmate through genetics and science. Oh, boy. And Right? And this is something that Jess can totally get behind with her numbers love and all of that. And so she decides she's going to sign up for this thing. Well, holy crap. June bug thing. Right? (laughs) Well, then all of a sudden, things that were looking rosier because of this science-based way of finding love kind of implode for her because, holy crap, she's an unheard of 98% match with the scientist and founder of Genetic Ally, Dr. River Pina. And she thinks that he is a stuck-up, just know-it-all, and she's just not a fan. But she gets offered a stupid amount of money to, like, go to, like, events with him and to promote, um, promote Genetic Ally because... The two of them together as like the it couple are, you know, causing the stocks to, to rise significantly um, for this new company. And as she's being paraded all about with, with River, she starts to wonder if maybe there is something to all of this, to the science and to, you know, finding your soulmate. And this book looks delightful and I have to have it. So if you, like me, love books like that kind of feel like matchmaker books and things like that. You must also try The Soulmate Equation by Christina Lauren, and it's coming out on May 18th. This sounds really good. It sounds like it's going to be comedic. Beautiful. My next book is A Trail of Lies by, it's Jazz Ramsey number three by Kylie Logan, and it comes out on the 11th, which is PJ's birthday. Um, oh she'll be 12 so <laughs> happy birthday labrador going on too <laughs> um jazz ramsey is an administrative assistant at a private school and she also trains dogs to detect um surf dogs to detect death and rescue people if they're caught in something um so you spend the first two books getting to know Jazz and her uh, and her dogs. Now, Jazz was dating a cop named Nick. And toward the end of the first book, they got back together. So now they're on again, off again, and kind of deciding to be permanent fixtures, fixtures with each other. Um, and then one night... Nick's mom calls her because she just found a dead man in her backyard. So she wants Jazz to bring her dog and help try to figure out who this man is. Um, She has, she has no really not a idea of who, who he is and everybody's suspicious because she has a, history of being an alcoholic and so that sometimes makes her brain react differently I think she should be friends with the invisible husband woman Um, so someone doesn't want 
Jazz poking around, and neither does Nick, the cop. But he's too close to the action because it's his mother. So that's Trail of Lies. Jazz Ramsey, number three by Kylie Logan, and it comes out on May 11th. Awesome. Wow. So my last book. So my next pick tonight. Oh, <laughs> my um, Shannon. Hi. <laughs> forgot. I forgot. Sorry. <laughs> it is not your turn. <laughs> you forgot the leader. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Maybe that means she wants to lead. That's because I'm so excited about this next Maybe. book. That's why. <laughs> He's really, really excited. <laughs> So, Brooke doesn't think I need a turn, but I do. So, (laughs) my next book tonight is also a romance. It is The Latest by Alyssa Cole. And this is How to Find a Princess, Runaway Royals, book two. And I've been so excited since I heard that she was writing this because it is a lesbian romance. And... I just Yay, don't Shannon. think we get enough like good quality lesbian romances. That's it's just it just doesn't happen, and I don't know why. Yes, and I know that Alyssa Cole has written um, a female female like romance. No, I have not read it yet, but I really want to. And I've read some of her other, both her contemporary and her historical novels. And I just, I like a lot of her stuff. I wouldn't say that I love all of it, but I like a lot of it. So this one is the story of, I believe her name is pronounced Makita. And she has always known that like her grandmother had this kind of mysterious relationship with the scion of a royal family. And it's kind of one of those things that's like passed down throughout like the, the generations, like this huge like family lore. And she just doesn't care about it. Like she figures that royalty is sort of, I don't know, like overplayed. It doesn't matter as much as people think it does. But then she is sought out by this investigator who tells her that there is a need for her to return to this country where her grandmother had the affair because there is some kind of plot afoot that could actually put her grandmother's life in danger. Oh, So she sort of unwillingly agrees to go along with this. Yes. So she kind of unwillingly agrees to go along with this. She doesn't really understand like too much about it. And she's not really sure this is something that she wants to get involved in, but she does feel like she should at least try if it will keep her grandmother safe. So, of course, as she is heading over to this country, she's starting to get to know this woman who has been sent to track her down. And, of course, as you might imagine, sparks begin to fly. So Mm -hmm. there is just something really special about the way Alyssa Cole writes royalty novels. Um, I read A Princess in Theory last year, and I wasn't sure if I would like it. I have to be kind of in the mood to read contemporary um, books about royalty. But this one was just so, so good. So I really want to finish the Reluctant Royal series and then move on to Runaway Royals, especially since this one 
How to Find a Princess, Runaway Royals Book 2 is coming out on May 25th. And as I said, this is by Alyssa Cole. So my next novel has nothing to do with romance or invisible husbands. But it does have to do with ex-boyfriends. Because what thrillers are better than those? Mm. Right? (laughs) And this is The Watcher Girl by Minka Kent. And Minka Kent has a talent for writing these exceedingly short novels that do everything for you. I know. They're so quick. It's very cool. so good. Good, right? I love her so this is the watcher girl and it's coming out may 1st 2021 so very very soon i cannot wait what a strange release date though a saturday Saturday. what works for me i'm off on saturdays (laughs) yeah so this book is about a woman's suspicion about her ex-boyfriend that can become a dangerous obsession Mm -hmm. so eight years ago Grace McMullen broke Sutton Waitlock's heart when she left him because she didn't want him to carry the baggage of her past. You know, people making decisions for other people, I guess, is okay. Uh-huh. But now all she wants, for some reason, is to make sure that he's okay. Except everything she learns about him says the complete opposite. According to social media, he's moved to a small town he married a woman that looks just like her and even named their daughter grace i feel like um he hasn't even moved on and on top of that that's creepy like i i don't want to picture this in my own in in real life i'm glad this is a thriller so what would any concerned ex-girlfriend do well if it was me i would run away (laughs) but for the purposes of this story, what does a concerned ex-girlfriend do? Well, she goes home to watch him because that's going to help. Um, well, when Grace crosses paths with Sutton's wife, her name is Campbell, apparently. The women grow closer and they become friends. No, 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 no. No. <laughs> no. But it becomes clear that Sutton is not the sentimental man that she remembers. He seems instead to be controlling, unstable, threatening. Yeah, they're exes for a reason, aren't they? And what is a broken man like Sutton capable of? Grace can only imagine. And now, apparently, it's up to her to save her ex-boyfriend's wife's life and their babies. But while she's watching them, who's watching Grace? (laughs) We'll find out on Saturday. Yes, we will. The Watcher Girl, Minka Kent, May 1st, 2021. All right. Wow. So my last book for tonight is Magical Midlife Meeting, Leveling Up, Book 5, by K.F. Breen. And it comes out on May 25th, which makes me so sad because that is a really long time away. So um, before I get started on the book, I'm just going to give you a quick background. So Jessie is our main character of the series, and she's about 41 years old, and she's restarting her life. So in the first book, we begin with her like going and living with her parents because she really has nowhere to go. Um, but then her parents are kind of quirky, which was hilarious. Um, and 
she goes, she thankfully goes out for lunch with a friend and she learns that her friend's aunt has a house that she remembers from her childhood and the aunt would like somebody to, um, would like to hire somebody to be the caretaker of this house. And so Jesse, having no real plans, decides to go and to live at this house and to kind of figure out like where she wants to go from there. So now there, we're on book five. And in this book, there's a, like a character through the, like he's kind of like a, they're kind of making him seem sound like kind of like a villain. And his name is Elliot Graves. And he's kind of been causing a bit of trouble for Jesse and her friends. And in this book, they're going to meet Elliot on his territory. And we don't really know what's going to happen because like he's been trying to capture Jesse and there's some other little things that you learn in the books that I can't really share. Otherwise I'll give you a spoiler, but there's the, there's kind of more to Elliot than meets the eye. So I'm really looking forward to wearing, to seeing where this goes. Um, so this is magical midlife meeting leveling up book five and it's by KF brain. And it comes out on May 25th. My final book tonight, Dear Fantasy, I still love you. Please take me back. Um, <laughs> is Blade of Secrets, Bladesmith number one by Trisha Levenseller. Is that how you say that? Mm-hmm. Um, this is about a girl, I believe you say her name... Ziva, Z-I-V-A, though my voiceover says Ziva. Anyway, um, so Ziva is a blacksmith. She's 18, and she prefers metal to people. She prefers staying hidden away in her forge, making swords and different blades, and she makes them with her magic, um, that, you know, makes them powerful and such. But she one day receives a commission from a warlord. And this ends up being a very powerful sword. And once she realizes what it is supposed to do and what this warlord wants to use it for, she has to go on the run to keep it safe because this sword can steal the people or steal the secrets of the people that it is used upon. Oh, and that is very dangerous. Um, This warlord from what I gather is a woman because it says that she wants to use this sword to take the people under her rule and kind of pretty much rule the world with this sword. Um, so Ziva takes her sister and goes on the run with this sword. And it also says that she has, uh, along the way, a very handsome mercenary and a scholar join her little group, um, or forms a group with her and her sister. And they have to figure out 
how to keep this sword safe until they can either destroy it or find someone who can wield it without becoming a menace. So this looks really good. Um, I like the fact that this is, um, it, it's, I think it's considered, I guess it would be considered kind of young adult because she is 18. Um, but it deals with her having to go against her social anxieties because she really doesn't like dealing with people a lot. She just would rather stick to the forgery. Um, but she has to go out into the world to keep it safe. So this is going to be very interesting, I think. So this is Blade of Secrets, Bladesmith number one by Patricia Levenseller, and it comes out on May 4th. I will definitely be adding Beautiful. this to my TBR. I became a Nora Roberts fan in the summer of 1998. And I'm always excited for her. I know. And I'm always excited for her um, suspense titles every year. And this one looks very interesting to me. It's called Legacy. And it comes out on May 25th. And Legacy is about Adrian. And when Adrian was seven years old, that's the first time she met her father. And the first time she met her father oh. was on the day when he attempted to kill her. Oh! oh. As a parent does. Uh, um. Right? And so then, yes. you know, the, the, she's almost killed until her mother, Lena, steps in. And not long after this incident, and that's all I know about it, <laughs> not long after this incident, Adrian is sent to live with her grandparents in Maryland. And she spends this amazing summer playing with dogs. Uh, <gasps> I think I said something about sucking back glasses of lemonade, um, making a new best friend, crushing on her new best friend's 10-year-old brother, and just basically having this amazing life. Well, then we cut to a decade later. And, oh, and, and during this summer of um, amazingness for Adrian, Lena, her mother, is traveling the country with her fitness brand and turning it into a billion-dollar business. Oh. Now, a decade later, Adrian Ooh. has sort of followed in her mother's footsteps. And Adrian has begun her own, like, you know, yoga videos and stuff like that. But, you know, even though she and her mother are both kind of cool-headed about things and all of that, they're not super close um, and they don't fight, though, unless one steps all over the other one. And if that happens, then there's some issues. But then Adrian starts getting these really creepy rhymes. Oh, they're mailed to her every year. And Lena, her mother, says, well, it's just part of your, you know, celebrity. But, you know, and, and Adrian kind of is like, okay, whatever. And but yet they continue coming every year from different postmarks, different creepy rhymes. I'm very very excited about the creepy rhymes. I love creepy Me rhymes. Too. Yep. <laughs> and then she returns to Maryland and Raylan, her childhood crush, is all grown up. And because this is a Nora Roberts novel, he's super hot. And she's like exploring that when all of a sudden these creepy rhymes that she gets every year begin to escalate and murders begin to happen. Oh my God. 
And that, my friends, is Legacy by Nora Roberts, and it comes out on May 25th. So if you, like me, either enjoy books about mothers and daughters, if you enjoy books with yoga videos, or if you, like me, enjoy books that include creepy rhymes, you need to check out Legacy by Nora Roberts, May 25th, 2021. Oh my God, I can't wait. This book sounds awesome. <laughs> I know. My last book is mm-hmm. Local Woman Missing by Mary Kubica. It's how I pronounce it. I pronounce it anyway. And it's coming out on May 18th. It is, um, it's about this local woman who disappears and a lady named Shelby T. Tebow is the first to go missing and then then they have all these names of other women that met, went missing so Delilah was missing with her mother and she returns and everyone wants to know what happened where's your mom do you know any of these other ladies but she just can't answer them because she can't remember so the whole idea of the book is we got to wait to see what she can do and how she can lead everyone to the missing women that were missing along with her. And that is Local Woman Missing by Mary Kubica. And it comes out on May 18th. So some of her books I really love and some of them are maddening. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So my last book tonight is called A Special Place for Women. And it's by Laura Hankin, who wrote Happy and You Know It last year, which was like this deliciously soapy kind of gossipy novel that I just really, really loved. Um, But this one looks like it's going to be a little different, more thrillery, perhaps. So this book works on the premise that there is this really elite social club in New York City. And this is a social club that is made up only of the richest and most powerful women. So it's kind of one of those things that people seem to know exists, but Like, you know very little about it. You can't go to it. You can't find out information about it. It's just people sort of whisper about, you sort of know that it exists and that you don't really want to get on the wrong side of this club's members. So our main character is a journalist named Jillian. And I guess Jillian is having a lot of trouble in her job. I don't know if she's like a freelance journalist or I don't know. Somehow she's having some trouble with her job. And she really needs this like giant scoop to sort of launch her career. And so she decides that somehow she is going to infiltrate this club. And she's going to find out all of its secrets. And she's going to write this really stirring expose. And it's just going to be like everything that she needs it to be. But of course, this turns out to be a lot harder than she anticipates and she also begins to realize that crossing these women and telling their secrets and exposing them 
is perhaps not a great idea because not only will it put her in danger, but it can possibly put like pretty much life as she knows it in peril. So I'm really looking forward to this. It is A Special Place for Women by Laura Hankin, and it comes out on May 11th. So my last book comes out on May 24th, and it's by an author that I discovered by chance when I was going to come from Boston to Miami. And I just saw her name somewhere, and I started reading her books, and I never stopped. Terry Osborne. And her books are usually in series, but this is actually a standalone. It's called Not You Again by Terry Osborne. And I'm sure I said her name, but I'm just repeating it for good measure. And it comes out May 24th. I'm so sad because all the books, well, most of the books we're talking about come out not soon. But we'll have Minka Kent to keep us company on Saturday, (laughs) at least. So this book is about Becca, who has agreed to have blind dates set up by four best friends. And now, where do these women get all these best friends because like it's hard enough for me to get one of them (laughs) this chick has four best girlfriends but you know who's better to choose the perfect guy for you than the women who know you best right Mm -hmm. but apparently maybe anyone else maybe right but each date is worse than the last except for the mysterious stranger who keeps showing up to save her by the end of the third date she and her modern white knight have already shared thoughts and feelings. They've hung out and kind of, you know, strike up a cool friendship. And what's even cooler is that she's able to share thoughts and feelings with him that even her friends don't know. Dun, dun, dun. So this is harmless completely, right? Until <laughs> she gets to the fourth date. <laughs> so this is not you again by Terry Osborne coming out May 24th, 2021. Wow. And this brings us to the end of our discussion of so many great May books. I want to say thank you to Stacy, Brooke, Melissa, Natalia, and Kristen for participating in this episode with great amounts of enthusiasm. Thank you so much, as always, goes out to Christine for all of the editing that she puts into each and every Book Bistro episode. And I would be a very bad podcast hostess if I did not say a sincere thank you to all of you who join us each week as we talk about all of the books we love. If you would like to leave us a rating or a review, you can do that on Apple Podcasts or any other platform that you use to access the show. Not only does it tell us what you think, but it also helps other people find us when they're looking for book-related podcasts. Um, It kind of advances us in the Google algorithm. So I will be back next Tuesday morning with an author interview and, of course, the guide to new releases. And some number of us will be back on Friday with more bookish greatness. Take care, everybody.